Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Chad with the Charks. I've been led to do my next uh, podcast um, with my testimony. You know, uh, some of you may realize that has to do with, you know, when I met Jesus, how I got saved, and, and some may be listening, not even sure exactly what a testimony is, and that's my goal today in this podcast is to not only clarify that, but to give uh, my testimony in light of how good God has been to me. So my journey starts back in January 23rd, 1984. I was born at Baptist Medical Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, my mother's name uh, was Cheryl Lynn Scott, A.K. Barker, when she got married to my dad. My dad's name was Roger, James Roger Barker. And then I have an older brother, <coughs> almost four years apart, uh, by the name of James Roger Barker Jr. And uh, <coughs> we pretty much grew up here in Jacksonville. I mean, I'm, I'm a Jacksonvillian, you know, born and raised. Although I have lived on pretty much every side of Jacksonville. Uh, went to 12 different schools. I could still name them to this day. <clears throat> Had a lot of uh, uh, friends, you know, growing up, obviously, from moving school to school. And um, my dad and mom, they struggled financially. And I believe that's why we moved so much because couldn't pay our bills there was even one time where we got evicted and uh you know you see it in the movies all the time you come home and the people come home and the stuff is all thrown out on the lawn and um that's what happened to me and my brother we came home from school one day and sure enough all of our stuff was out in the um the yard i i thought we were having a yard sale but um nope we got evicted and um you know it's funny as many times as we've moved we have lived in the same neighborhood two or three times. And uh, one time we actually moved right across the street. <laughs> I kid you not. And uh, so getting into the, uh, the spiritual, we went to Trinity Baptist Church. Um, I like to say that uh, I'm a third generation Christian there. My daughter's a fourth generation. Been there quite a while. And... Um, my parents went there pretty faithfully for at least five years after I was born uh, until, you know, the waters were um, muddied and stuff like that, as people would say. Um, my dad, you know, I'm learning more and more about him as I get older. Um, I'll get into this in a little bit, but um, my dad tends to hold on to stuff and uh he holds on to grudges he has a hard time forgiving now he'll tell you he doesn't but you know how the bible says out of the mouth the heart speaketh and i hear all the time just wounds that weren't healed and forgiveness that wasn't dealt with or given and um a lot of that goes back to trinity a lot of people hurt him there a lot of people uh he, he hurt and uh, just you know, unconfessed sin, I guess. I don't know. But 
Um, as we got older, I would say, um, you know, probably, you know, I still remember, this is one part I leave out of my testimony all the time. In fact, I'm, I got the privilege of, uh, being able to give this again tomorrow night at a Celebrate Recovery Group. I'm really excited. I won't be dealing with my addiction side on this podcast, but I will be talking about that tomorrow night in a public setting. If you guys are interested, hit me up. I'll give you all the info um, with that. But um, I still remember when I was two years old, uh, my mom would wake us up and take my brother to school. And, of course, he was in uh, kindergarten or first grade. I can't remember. But I remember walking him to school. I remember my mom picking me up. And I just uh, barely started walking. I don't even think I was walking at the time. Um but I remember that. I remember walking my brother to his classroom. I remember peeking through the window and looking at him and being sad because we had to leave him. And, you know, such a long time ago, 33 years ago. But, um, you know, I don't remember much of my parents fighting and arguing, but I do know they did. And, uh, you know, fast forward to when I was eight, they ended up getting a divorce and um, that really was a challenge for me and my brother. We moved back and forth from, from my dad and my mom for a couple years. And, uh, you know, like any child, we, you pray that your parents are going to get back together. And we prayed and prayed and prayed. And, you know, my, my dad um, obviously had issues, but my mom did too, you know, like... Uh, me and my buddy Mike was talking yesterday on his podcast, which, by the way, if you have not checked his out, I would highly encourage you to go to his page, Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch, uh, not to be confused with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, Mikey Mike's a little bit cooler. Sorry, Mark. I just don't know you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go check it out and you'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about. But we were talking yesterday on his about uh, how marriage is not 50-50, it's 100-100, you know, and my mom had her issues, she had her struggles, she ended up having an affair on my dad at some point, and I believe that's what led to the to the divorce, and, you know, from like 8 to 10, um, you know, life was really um, uncertain, we weren't even sure what we were going to eat the next day. I remember really struggling financially and not having food. One of my favorite meals as a child was uh, eating bread and A1 sauce. <laughs> I don't know how we could afford A1 sauce, but we did for some reason. And uh, there, there was even a time, a short period, where me and my dad, uh, my brother ended up moving in with my grandparents for a while. But me and my dad slept in a car um, for a short period. He had an LTD uh, two, I believe, car and those big old seats, you know, the bucket seats. We used those to sleep on and um, had an aunt in the family by the name of Marianne. She was real good to us. She would always provide food when she would know. You know, my dad was prideful and uh, didn't want to admit that we were struggling. But, you know, for the sake of time, I got to fast forward to uh, the biggest event of my life. And uh, this was uh, in May of 1997. My parents did finally get back together. Prayers were answered. Uh, but between that time, my mom uh, really got into the world and experienced uh, the party scene. 
I got into uh, a lot of smoking, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, and that really played a toll on uh, my mom and dad getting back together. And um, I'll never forget, um, she moved back in with us, lived on the west side at the time I was going to Stillwell Middle. I was in seventh grade, 12 years old, and uh, sitting down on the floor watching TV, and my mom... I wanted to have a conversation with my dad, and it was a very awkward one. I wasn't involved, but I do remember hearing this. Another one of those moments where I can remember like it was yesterday. She uh, had a long conversation with my dad and told him point blank that she didn't want to live anymore. That uh, life was just too hard, that she wanted to take her life, and uh, she was planning on doing it the next day. Well, of course, my dad tried to talk her out of it saying, uh, you know, Cheryl, you're crazy, um, don't talk like that, and uh, we can get through this. Well, that was May 11th, May 12th, I woke up, normal routine, getting ready for school. Uh, typically, I'm the last one to leave, I walked to school at the time because uh, we only lived a couple blocks away, and uh, my mom was still there, which I found a little odd. She always went to work as well before I did, and so... Um, yeah, this is where uh, it never gets easier to, to, to tell, but um, I, I don't cry as much anymore to tell this part. So my mom ended up saying goodbye to me for the last time. She, uh, she offered to take me to school that day, and I told her, no, I, I got it, I can walk, I always walk to school. And I remember she uh, got in her green geostorm. Uh, as she was getting into the car, I went to pull on her purse to give her a hug, and I ended up breaking her purse strap up. She felt so bad, and uh, she hugged me and kissed me, and when she said goodbye, I knew there was something not quite right, just a look in her eyes, and that was the last day I saw my mother alive. Went to school, went on the daily routine, and I was in my last uh, class period, I remember it was history, and my name was called over the intercom, and what was really weird about this day is I knew there was something wrong, but I wasn't quite sure, you know, and also my dad would never pull me out of school, so I knew something was wrong. Gathered my belongings, went to the office, and there stood my dad in utter shock, Um, blood face, red eyes. And I knew something was wrong with my mom. He didn't say a word from the office to the car, and that walk felt like an eternity. I remember getting in the car, my brother was in the back seat, my aunt was in the front. And <clears throat> my dad sat down in the seat, adjusted the rear view mirror, and pointed back to me and my brother. I guess he had waited to tell both of us at the time. He had already picked up my brother from school. and. This is exactly what he said verbatim. Boys, your mom did something really stupid today. We're going to the hospital right now to see her. I'm not sure if she's going to make it. And uh, at the time, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Again, I was only 12. My brother was, I believe, 16. Um, yeah, I had just turned 16. 
And uh, we went to the hospital. A bunch of people were there, family, friends, church, uh, friends, my pastor. I remember walking in the room, and there lay my mom on the bed with bandages all around her head. And I could see where the blood had still been uh, coming out from her head. And that's when they told us she committed suicide. And uh, she actually went to the uh, boyfriend's house that she cheated on my dad with and uh, shot herself there. I didn't know at the time, but later, you know, details came out that she actually called the police. She told them she was going to do it. And uh, my mom was really hurting at the time, was very confused. I do believe she was saved. I do believe strongly she's in heaven. The day that my mom, the year my mom died was the year that I got saved. I received Jesus into my heart the same exact year. I don't remember exactly the time, but I do remember not knowing for sure if if I was going to go to heaven. And I wanted to spend the rest of my eternity with my mom, you know, and so I decided to give my life over to God and didn't quite live like a Christian. I mean, who does when you're 12, right? So my teenage years were really challenging. Although I was saved and uh, lived with my dad and brother, uh, we did not go to church like we should. Uh, My dad really pulled away from God. My brother was angry at God for allowing this to happen. He's still angry to this day. Doesn't want anything to do with God. Fast forward to... um, I don't know, probably 14. A couple years later, I decided to move in with my grandparents, my dad's mom and or stepmom and dad. And we called them Papa and Gee. And uh, man, if it wasn't for my grandma Gee, I don't even know where I'd be today, to be honest. Um, because of my mom's death, I love sharing this part of the story. Uh, the government sent my dad some assistance financially and. Um, I threw out the idea, Daddy, why why can't I go to a Christian school, you know? Uh, Ended up going to Trinity, where I went to church. And uh, that is when God got a hold of my heart. He really dug deep. uh, Showed me a lot about who he was and why he allowed that to happen. And, you know, the picture's definitely clearer now. Uh, That's when I met my first girlfriend. And, um... God used her in a mighty way to get me into camp. Went to Trinity Youth Camp several years. Met some really good godly kids who I'm still friends with today. And uh, I'll never forget my senior year of high school. uh, I told God I would give him a semester of college there at Trinity. And I wasn't sure what my future was uh, holding, but definitely wanted to promise him that. So I did that and committed to a semester. Graduated high school, went to Trinity, fell in love with some of the professors and my friends. I had the privilege of going on my first mission trip in 2005 to Cartagena, Colombia. That's when I met my wife uh, and her family. And uh, at the time, we were just friends. Um, of course, went to school, went to college for six and a half years, went to several mission trips, had the privilege of going to Costa Rica, uh, Dominican Republic, went to Colombia several times, got married in Colombia, 
Um, in 2010, I decided to not only uh, make uh, my friendship with Roxy permanent, but uh, we ended up dating, and then a year later, we're married. We got married in Cartagena, Colombia, and had a honeymoon baby. Um, my daughter was born in December 2011, and uh, wonderful little treat of my life, Ava. Uh, I'll never forget the first time I held her in my hands. Probably one of, if not the best, moments of my life. And um, <laughs> you know, growing up without a mom was challenging. I did have uh, some really, really challenging moments in life. But you know, as as I got older and I realized what God was doing, it, it became abundantly clear that He uh, wanted the best for me, and He wanted to, uh, as Romans said, He wanted to use me and um, to make my life uh, um, a picture of Him, and that He wasn't finished with me. And um, you know, we're 22 years in the picture here. Uh, 22 years after my mom had decided to take her life. And, uh, I love a phrase I heard in a movie one time. I believe it was Courageous. If you haven't seen it, you need to you need to check that one out. Um, he said losing someone is like a amputation. You know, you're never the same, but you do heal. And I do believe that if you've ever lost someone... You can heal from that. You'll, you'll never be the same. You know, I, I long to see my mom. I cannot wait for that day. I know my brother and dad can't wait. Um, but I was grateful for the time I did have with her. You know, 11 strong years with her. And uh, my dad got remarried twice, actually. My brother uh, got married a few couple times as well. He's up in Georgia with a couple kids. You know, life has a way of uh, healing itself, right? Um, I've heard it said, time heals all wounds. I don't necessarily believe that, but I do I do think um, I've gotten stronger because of this, and I love sharing the story. If y'all think about it, pray for me tomorrow as I stand before several men and women and give this same story along with my addiction and how I got into uh, pornography. So uh, be praying for that. And again, guys, I'm so grateful that uh, you had the time to take out of your day to listen to this. Really enjoy giving my testimony. And just remember, there's light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what it is. You know, what what may have seemed dark and um, the end was the beginning for me. And I'm really grateful that uh, that God decided to do what he did or allowed what he did. So anyway, love you guys. Take care. Uh, I will be doing another podcast here soon. So be uh, looking forward to that. And uh, thank you again for all that you do.